Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter and later on our podcast channel. Andrew Musgrove here and we're back for our fourth episode this week building up to Newcastle United's Carabao Cup final against Manchester United at Wembley on Sunday. And today's episode is the fans view. It comes from Matty Renton from the Magpie channel and we booked Matty in last week to do this. Um, and we're, all, of course, going to talk about the football, Newcastle United and everything else. But we've got to start, Matty, with the news that you uh, put out there on social media over the last couple of days. You've finally got your ticket for Wembley at, a, at an eye-watering cost, I believe, of £2,000. Mm, plus fat. Plus fat. <laughs> wow. Plus fat as well. I mean, it had to be done. Had to be done. I mean, I, I can't miss this game. I think I'd be kicking myself forever if I missed this game. Um, I just have to be there. I had the travel, the accommodation booked before the quarter-final game. I've tried every means possible to get a ticket. I was in the ballot processes. You name it, I've tried it. We're what, just a couple of days away now. I had to go for it. So I imagine if you hadn't got the news yesterday that you secured your ticket and I'd asked you how you were doing, your answer might have been slightly different. It would have. I Obviously, I'm still going down to London regardless. I'm still going down for the party, party atmosphere, for the cup-final vibe, something I've never experienced in my lifetime. But it would have been bittersweet, wouldn't it? I think if I couldn't, if I couldn't see the lads on the pitch, you know, and cheer them on, I think there would have been a part of us. Now, I mean, this decision to buy the ticket is either going to work out two two ways for me. Either one, it's going to be worth every penny if I see we lift the cup. Two, I'll be crying and skinned. So <laughs> we'll wait and see. And I guess many thousands of people have been on the journey you've been over the last couple of weeks, where you've tried every avenue. Like you say, you were in the ballot, you couldn't get a ticket when. You saw that people getting that email saying it's been successful. You know, your heart probably sank. I know uh, mine did because I was trying to get my dad one through the ballot process and we couldn't get him one. Um, so to finally get that call, you know, from, from whoever sourced you the ticket, it must have been quite a moment to say, actually, you know, I've actually got a ticket. I'm going into Wembley. Nah, I was buzzing. Absolutely buzzing when a finally came through. It was one of my sponsors that sourced the ticket. So um, they, they sorted it out for me. Uh, we came up with a deal on that and... I'm there. That's the main thing for me. Like the main thing is when I get to be there on Sunday. That's 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 going to be worth it. I think. Hopefully. Would you say there was there was there was no cost that would have put you off getting this ticket? Or? I think that would have that would have been close to me max there. Like two two thousand four hundred pound. I think would have been you know it was, it was a close max. I think anything over than than three, I would have just been. I'll just stand. I'd say Wembley. Listen to it. Was was <laughs> there, was was there any hesitation when when they said look that's going to cost you two 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 grand plus that? Was no. there any hesitation now? No, no, not at all. No. Until afterwards, and I thought, oh, was that the right? <laughs> Have we got some beans in the cupboard for the next couple of months? You know what I mean? Beans and toast is the diet, yeah. like. 
It's going to be a thick blanket when it gets cold, isn't it, from now on? But that, I mean, that is that is an amazing um, passion for, for your cast and right there. And just how excited you are, are you for this final? I mean, the build-up has been... It, it seemed quite slow, and we know the focus has been on the Premier League. The results in the, the league haven't been um, what we've come to expect from Newcastle. But now it's here. Now it's just a couple, three, four days away. How are you feeling? I'm not sleeping very well already. Apologies if there's any yawns. Just, I can't. I'm just not sleeping well. Just throughout the night, I seem to be awake a lot. The anxiety's starting to sink in. I think it'll feel real when we get down to Wembley. When I'm heading down there tomorrow morning. So when we're in London on the weekend, I think that's when the build-up will feel real. And the nerves will be horrendous on the day. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing, but I'm scared at the same time. Me and Aaron Stokes were talking about this on Monday. And if you'd seen me, um, that second leg against Southampton, in the days building up, and I'm talking three or four days prior, I was an absolute wreck. You know, I'm a fan as well as a reporter. And I was an absolute wreck. I was nervous because we were almost there. And you just got that old worry that typical Newcastle United, something's going to happen. Um, thankfully, it didn't. But I'm not like this at this moment in time and I'm just wondering do you think is it a different kind of sense of nerves when it when it will hit because you know Newcastle have, have got to the final and, and it's, it's, it's a different kind of prospect now it's, it's, it's one game and it's, a, it's either going to work out or it's not whereas the second leg you know he was so close and to have it ripped mm. away would have been would have been heartbreaking. I think so. I think for me, I mean, I, I don't know what this feels like. Like 99, I was a, a, a few years old. I can't remember it. Um, so I don't know what emotion there is to be had yet. I mean, I'll let you know next week how I was feeling, but I'm just, at the minute, I am a mixture of nerves, excitement, tired. But I'm just absolutely, but I just want to be there now. I just want it to be Sunday now. I feel like this has been one of the longest weeks of my life. It's just every morning, I'm like, what, it's only Wednesday, what, it's only Thursday. I can't believe it. It's just never ending. <laughs> like, I just want to get there to the final. I want it to happen. And, um, you know, whatever happens for me, I'm just looking forward. I don't want to be that kind of fan of that kind of way, just like, oh, I enjoyed the day out. I'm not there just for the day out. I want to, I want to win. I want that trophy. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not going to be angry or anything if we lose. Obviously, I'll be sad. But I think we've just got to appreciate what the players and Eddie Howe has done to get with this far because... We're fast-tracked with a final here. I wasn't expecting it to happen this soon, so just enjoy it. We've got Gary saying he hopes that you've got a security guard looking after your ticket. <laughs> That's a good, good point. Actually, Gary, how much are you charging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary, get yourself a job, yeah. Um, you, you're right, you know, in terms of how uh, quick this has come around, it's, it's exceeded anyone's expectations, I think, to be in a final and to be also battling for top four. Um, and I guess, though, this isn't hopefully going to be the, the, the last time Newcastle were in a final for a few years so hopefully this is just the starting point to, to a successful future for Newcastle United hopefully I think Eddie Howe will be reiterating to the players you know this is just the beginning and that's the way we've got to feel I think we take the pressure off ourselves you know Manchester United are favourites now especially with the absence of Nick Pope and the, the, the pressure is off us just go out there enjoy the occasion don't let it get to you don't let Wembley you know, put the pressure on you and just, just go out there and, and play our game really is the best way to do it. And I think if we can do that, we have a chance. If our best players turn up on the day, we have a chance. And yeah, we'll just have to wait and see and hope that more Wembley days are ahead of us. Yeah, fingers crossed. And if you had the opportunity to sit down with the squad ahead of the game, what would be your team talk to them? What would you be telling them about what this means to, to Tyneside and Newcastle United fans? I'd be I'd be showing them just pictures of everything around the city. You know, you've seen the the artwork on windows. You've seen flags everywhere. You've seen Elden Squares, the NUFC signs up everywhere you go now. You've seen houses outside with black and white bantams on them. You know, I've seen car flags this morning. 
like it is for the World Cup, you know, instead of the St. George's, it's the black and whites, it's amazing. So it's great that I think we have Dan Byrne, Sean Longstaff, Jacob Murphy, these type of players, Paul Dummett, in the squad. Gillespie, you know, these type of players can really ring home what it means. But I think the lads already know that. I think from day one since Eddie House came in, it's been drilled into them what it means to pay for this club. You can see it week in, week out, the passion, the what it means to wear the shirt. So I would just say to them, look, like everyone has been waiting so long for this. 24 years since the last final, but, you know, 50, 60, 70 years since the, the last trophy. So it means everything to the region, but... You kind of want to hinder on it, don't you? You don't want to make it a hindrance. You don't want it that be weighing on their shoulders. So they've got to just go out there and enjoy the moment for me. Enjoy being at Wembley. Enjoy being the underdogs. And again, we've seen loads of teams win at Wembley in finals. You know, Wigan Athletic won in a final at Wembley. You know, Swansea City have won in a final. Birmingham, Birmingham. yeah. So Martins, Oberfemi Martins, actually, yeah. yeah. scored. So it can be done. There's nothing stopping these players. We're only a few points off Manchester United in the table. We can't compete with them. Just give it a real go. Obviously, like you said, their history is important, but you don't want that expectation weighing down on the players. Um, and I guess what Eddie Howe is, the message he's put out consistently since he's been at the club, especially this season, is all about worry about yourselves. Don't worry about Manchester United. Who, yes, informed team in the league. Yes, Marcus Rashford, probably the most informed player in Europe. But you know, let's not worry about them. I think he knows, and the squad will know, if they play their A game, they bring it to Wembley on Sunday they can go out and they can better Manchester United and bring the cup home. Absolutely. I think it's a huge positive for us that Manchester United are playing tonight against Barcelona. That's got to play a part. I mean, they're playing tonight in a massive game and to get through to the, the next round of the Europa League. It's 2-2 on aggregate. That's going to be a tight, hard-fought game. You know, there's going to be fatigue there with the likes of Rashford will be, be playing non-stop. So that's got to help us in a way of them playing what, just a couple of days before the final. And um, We can look at that as a positive... But again, you're right, we do just need to focus on ourselves. I tell you what, we're all upset Nick Pope's not going, but if you had to give me the choice of Pope or Bruno, I'd take bad pick Bruno. And now that Bruno's back, I think he can dictate the game and he could be the game changer. Do you think he would have been able to keep himself sharp and fit? Obviously, he's missed those three games and you can train as much as possible you know, away from the pitch, but match sharpness is a, is a totally different mm. thing. I mean, he... he He's gonna he's gonna be off the pace to where he would have been had he played three games, isn't he? Yeah, you would have thought so. Maybe a little bit, but he's hopefully grown into the game, and then the amazing atmosphere will carry him through it. And I think watching his press conference yesterday, I don't think there's anybody else more excited than him to be honest for this game. He's absolutely buzzing for it, and that's what the good vibes I'm getting about the players is they're not nervous, they're more excited and they're, they're relishing it, not shrinking away from it so hopefully we'll see that on the pitch. Yeah, there's no fear going into this, despite the fact what I just mentioned about Manchester United and the form they're in you get a real sense that you know the, the squad aren't for you Manchester United, they're concentrating on themselves and Newcastle have some big players and experienced players as well in that squad that can handle this sort of pressure, who've played at World Cups, who've played in finals, who've won titles, you know, the likes of Kieran Chupier for Example, you know, he will be a huge, huge uh, help to Newcastle, won't he? And especially those players who've never experienced something like this, it'll be a huge help to kind of calm the nerves. Because you mentioned Longstaff and you mentioned Dan Bain. I mean, you, we've all seen interviews over the last couple of days, they're absolutely buzzing, aren't they? But they're going to need an arm around the shoulder mm. just to calm their nerves, I think, come four o'clock, quarter past four on air Sunday. Uh, I think so, because like Bain mentioned, he would be in the crowd, wouldn't he, if he wasn't there? So I think. They've got to realise that they aren't fans anymore and just play it as a match that isn't just a final, if that makes sense. Obviously, understand the importance of it, but also don't let it overbear you because I think that 
that that that could be a risk um, because Manchester United players, are, you've got Casemiro, they've got players that have done been there and done it. But like you said, we've got Kieran Trippier. You know, he's led England out at Wembley as a captain. So why can't why can't you do that for Newcastle? That'll huge be um, hold huge importance. Do you think Trippier's the answer to stopping Mark Rashford? Obviously, we don't know which position Rashford will quite play and whether he'll play as a centre. Uh, striker, whether he will come off, off one of the flanks. If he's obviously on the left, it'll be Trippier right back trying to stop him. Um, Trippier has probably not been at the, the highs recently that yeah. he's been, um, that we've come to expect of him. I, I think it's fair to say, you know, against West Ham, he was at fault for the goal. You could argue as well against Liverpool, he was partly at fault for, for one of the goals there at Bournemouth again. You know, can he handle Marcus Rashford if indeed he's part, partnered up against him? I'm not sure anybody in world football can handle Marcus Rashford at the minute is the worrying thing. Um, like you say, I think Trippier's been off the boil the last couple of weeks and he's caught out at West Ham, caught out at Liverpool. But big game player, hopefully he'll bring it back. You know, he'll, He's the captain, he's got to understand what it means, he'll be back for it. I think it's going to be a team effort to stop Rashford. I think the likes of Longstaff are going to have to track back and do the hard work. Julian Hunt will have to do the hard work, hopefully if he is fit, which seems to be the case, fingers crossed. Um, but it's going to be a, definitely a team effort to stop Marcus Rashford. And to be honest, if we do manage to stop Rashford, it does stop a lot of Manchester United's goals because he's on red hot form at the moment. You know, he's having that Almiron spell, that that um, Joe Willock spell when he's on loan. Everything he touches turns to gold at the moment. So we've just got to try and limit him. But there doesn't seem to be anyone else, you know, in that no. Man United squad that can step in should Rashford have an off day, or even if he gets you know injured tonight against Barcelona, or did Newcastle just stop him? Um, on Sunday, there doesn't seem to be another player who steps up in his absence to 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 win Manchester United no. the game. I think uh, Bruno Fernandes has been a lot better in in recent months. He's he's coming into form again after he had a poor spell. Um, obviously they've got you know Sancho's coming off the bench now playing well. But it, honestly, if you do limit Rashford, you take Rashford's goals out that side, they would be out. We'd be in the top four and they'd be out of it. Mm. Yeah, you kind of you know know the threat, don't you? And team game, very important message there, and. I think that's what's going to help uh, Luis Carius as well. You know, mm. he's coming in out of the cold, hasn't played a competitive game of football for over two years. He's only played in that friendly over in Saudi for Newcastle. But you know, this is a this is a team game, and you know the squad are going to be right behind him. We've seen Longstaff talking about him and Mark Gillespie, and they've both been you know, very good goalkeepers. And it's also, you know, if you were romantic, this is the perfect Hollywood script, isn't it? Yeah, you know, this 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 character comes out of the cold after a nightmare uh, situation. You know, being Tossed onto the fire by his former former team, essentially for two two yeah horrendous mistakes. This is a chance to redeem himself, isn't it? Absolutely. Let's hope it is the road to redemption. You know what I mean? The revival of Carius, King Carius, bring the trophy home. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be a, it 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 could be a fairy tale story. This could be the next school movie. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is the next script because everything is written for this to happen. I mean, that moment of madness from Nick Pope so uncharacteristic. So for that to happen and then Carius to step in the whole Debrafka Cup tie thing. Hopefully it's written in the stars. Very typical Newcastle, isn't it? They're not oh, going to do it the easy way. We've got a message here saying, let us keep the faith in Carrius, and if he can prove himself on this stage, who knows, he might be a number two goalkeeper for next season. Big and chance for him to revive his career, though, Yeah, isn't it? definitely. And I think we spoke about this earlier in the week and on other shows that obviously he gets stick for what happened in that Champions League final, but you've got to remember, he was concussed, you know. Mm. And the run to the final, he kept the most clean sheets. Indeed. And he's kept something like 17 clean sheets in a, in 38 games for Liverpool that season. He's not a bad goalkeeper. You know, there's a reason why Eddie Howe um, talked the club into letting Carrier stay for the remainder of the season. He was only meant to be here short term. He's a good character around the dressing room. He trains really well. You know, 
he's clearly a very capable goalkeeper. He proved that at Liverpool. It just happens to be that for most, and I think this is actually really unfair, a final tends to define a, a career when yeah. really, you know, he proved himself as a more than capable goalkeeper. And there's no reason why he can't have a helping hand in, in helping Newcastle win this cup on Sunday. Absolutely. Like he's young young German goalkeeper of the year as well a few years ago when Liverpool signed him. Very highly rated. It's a shame that they are defined by those moments instead of, like you said, he had more clean sheets in the Champions League group stages and throughout the knockout rounds than De Gea, than Tistig and loads of other keepers. He was top of that list. So you don't just become a bad keeper off one game. It just depends if you can get over it psychologically for me. It's the, it's the mental barrier. He's had years to do that now. He's had years to do that. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got to be thinking to himself, this is my chance to shine, take the moment. We mentioned the fact that Bruno has missed three games and we were worried about sharpness. I mean, like we say, this fella hasn't played competitive that's football in many, many years. I mean, that's not going to be easy to overcome, is it? You can train and be the very, very best in training, but there's nothing like, as we said with Bruno, there's nothing like a competitive game of football. So how does he, how does Eddie Howe as well help him get past that? It's horrible in a way that it's a final and it's that big of a game. If you had like a Premier League game first, just to like settle in and then the final, because going from training ground shots from your teammates to Marcus Rashford shooting at you from twenty yards in a cup final, that's a, obviously a just walking out, difference. walking out as well in that, <laughs> in that to, stage. Yeah, nobody there at the training ground, isn't yeah. he? compared to that, so it's crazy. You know, it's it's crazy for him. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him. But um, I've got I've got full faith in him. I, I don't think it'll come down to a goalkeeper mistake, hopefully not. And look at Liverpool's goalkeeper the other night made a mistake. It's, and it's, Courtois as well. So yeah. you know what I mean. The, the, those are arguably the two best goalkeepers in the world at the moment. You want to check your Man City's keeper as well. Both making huge mistakes on the big, huge mistakes on the big stage. So it can happen to any goalkeeper at any point. You know what I mean. And Roger says I have confidence in Carrius, and that's good to see. And I'm sure uh, most, not all of you, will be right behind him. Come. Sunday. Um, let's talk about the attacking options then, because there's a big debate about whether it's Callum Wilson or it's Alan, or it's um, Alexander Isaac. For me, I would play Alexander Isaac just because he's got more minutes recently under his belt. He's got that match sharpness that we keep referring to. Callum Wilson obviously missing the Bournemouth game, not training for a week. We don't know what he's about this week. Um, whether he's also missed a few days, we don't know. For me, just having Isaac with those minutes, he looked sharp against Liverpool should have had a goal himself he gets my pick but then you put your Eddie Howe cap on mm -hmm. it's probably going to be Callum Wilson but I'm just wondering what, who you would play if you were the gaffer I'm very torn on this I really am I, I, I feel like Isaac because like you said he's had he's had minutes he's had sharpness he looked bright for me against Liverpool put one over the bar but there wasn't an easy chance and then there's part of us where you think well Callum Wilson's been the number nine for years he deserves this chance he scored some very important goals for Newcastle over the years he deserves his moment in the final but the fitness just isn't there. His sharpness isn't there. That chance that he missed in the in the last 10 minutes against Liverpool, the one-on-one, -on -one, he has got to score that. I think we've seen in the last month or so, Wilson, he just looks rusty because he's missing chances that he would normally bury with his eyes closed. Mm. So if he's going to miss... A, our, our game on Sunday, we have to take our chances. We don't know how many we're going to get against a very good Manchester United side. So that's why I would probably lean towards Alexander Isak. And that's what's been missing this year, hasn't it? Three goals scored in the Premier League in 2023 eight in all competitions but only three in the Premier League and they've had chances you know Bournemouth had chances Leeds because they've had their chances they've just not taken them and it's interesting that you mentioned you know he, he, you wonder if he deserves like you know you're saying Callum Wilson deserves his chances number nine he scored these goals but I just wonder if 
now is the time for, for sentiment because this is one game. This is 90 minutes of football. You don't get a second chance here. This isn't like you can get a draw and you take the point home and you're happy. This is you know 90 minutes yeah. of football. Does sentiment come into it at all? That's I think Eddie Howe might do that though because for me, sentiment is shot ourselves in the foot recently. Sentiment allowing John Joe Shelby to leave. Sentiment allowing Debraff got to go on loan last last giant, last last summer. You know that, things like that have have um, should have been taken out of the equation. I think and just been like, sorry, John Joe, I know you want to leave and all that, but you know we're, we're light in midfield. We, we haven't got a replacement. Things like that is what makes us think that Eddie Howe might lean towards Callum Wilson. Obviously, he trusts Wilson and Wilson. I love Callum Wilson on his day. Brilliant, one of the best strikers in the league for me. But recently, goal shyness, lack of fitness. It just worries us, and for me, I would I would start. He's like, I think his pace can get in behind Man United's defence. You know, what could happen tonight if someone gets injured or something? If he's up against Harry Maguire, I fancy he's like against Maguire. And they showed against Leicester in that opening forty-five minutes that they were there to be got at. Leicester should have been two or three goals up. Some fantastic saves by yeah. David Dia, but they just didn't take their chances. And Newcastle have to make sure, as you you rightly say, that they've got to take whatever comes their way because we don't want to be coming back on the train on on Monday morning. Thinking, oh, you know, we we were so close and we just wasted chances. We want to be sitting there. We've won the cup because we've taken our chances. Exactly. Yeah. That's the that's the horrible thing to take. You know, if you go into it and say it's it's nil nil, we've missed a great chance ten minutes in, and then mine it score a last minute winner or something. You'll think, oh man, imagine if Almiron had put that away. Imagine Wilson had scored that. What could have been? You don't want to come away with that saying what could have been. There's a great chance that could happen, but as long as the players go out there, take the chances, and if we get beat two one, but we had one chance and scored it. Fair enough, yeah, it's Manchester United. Um, but we've, we've got to take opportunities this weekend, we really do, but we haven't in recent weeks, so hopefully something turns Yeah, around. that is the concern, is it? Derek says uh, Martinez and Varane will bully Isaac if he's the lone strike. You know, I disagree with that. We, we had this yesterday on the podcast with Gibbo, where me and Gibbo got a bit, a bit feisty in an argument about Isaac. <laughs> I know he's thin and his frame, you know, doesn't look like he's got muscle about him, but... He can definitely handle himself. I don't think he shies away from it. And no. just because he's not bulging out of his shape doesn't mean he can't. He's not got a bit of muscle and strength about him. No, I think we've seen at um, Bournemouth a couple of times. You know, the corner flag. He was out out muscling his opponents. So I I don't worry about Isaac's strength. Like you say, his frame suggests otherwise. But I think I think he can handle himself up front, especially against the Martinez. Mm. And you, you mentioned there we don't want to be thinking about what ifs and missed chances. We also don't want to be at the other end. You know, coming back thinking, oh, they've made an absolute clangor here. Because let's be honest, the last few goals they've conceded, and I'm going to include the Liverpool goals in this because I think they were totally uh, avoidable, especially the, the the Nunes one. You know, the defence has not been up to the standards we we've come to to know as. You know, they've been mistakes, and mm-hmm. they've got to make sure that as much as the strikers take their chances, they've got to cut out these these errors. They've got to be switched on. The communication's got to be better. There's no way Nunes should have been able to run through the middle of two defenders. You know, if you're passing a man on, make sure you're communicating that. If you've got a man at the back post, like they did at the Bournemouth game, make sure, mm. well, make sure at first, the person who gets the nod on doesn't get that. And then secondly, the man at the back post doesn't wrestle free. All basic elements, <coughs> I think, of, of, of Premier League football defending. I think it will be the first to admit that the likes of Trippier, he said he wasn't happy with, with the goals that they've conceded. They've got to make sure they cut these mistakes out and and... That's how you, you shoot out Manchester United. If you, if you get beaten by a 30-yard screamer or a, a Maradona, Maradona-esque run through the middle, then you go, fair enough, it's yeah. quality. But let's not be sitting here thinking they made a mistake at the back and my United capitalised. Hopefully not, because the set pieces have been a, a worry for me. The last couple, you look at West Ham, you look at Bournemouth, like you said, you know, 
where's the, where's the marking? Where's the covering? Like get letting easy balls go go astray. You know we've got to be better than that. I just hope now that the finals here. I'm, I'm really pleased it's here now because the players clearly had one eye in the final. They have done since the first leg of the of the semi final for me. You know that I'm hoping that's what we can put down these mistakes to lack of focus. Mine's not completely concentrated on the moment in that game. Um, so hopefully now the finals here. Trippier will be back at his best. Fabian Shaw will be back at his best because you know these players haven't been. Their usual brilliant self in the last couple of games. Do you think that's what's happened as much as Eddie Howe has tried to keep the focus oh. on the game, Premier League games, it, the, the mind's been allowed to wander? Absolutely. Maybe understandable so. as well, I guess. It is understandable, especially for the likes of you know Bain, who's a local lad, and Shaw's been here for years. He, he's never been close to a final, has he? Um, so it is understandable, but at the same time, you know, we, we, we are in a top four hunt, so we needed to be doing a bit better, but obviously we drew most of the games, and a big part of that is Bruno Gimaresh missing as well, mind. Um, Roger Cook says he thought Isaac and Maxi sparked together, and that was the other big question. Does Alexander, uh, sorry, does um, Alan St. Maximum play on Sunday? For me, if he'd asked me before the Liverpool game, I would have said not a chance, but Same. I thought he was absolutely electrifying against Liverpool. They couldn't handle him. He plays without question, I think, on Sunday, and that's partly why I would also play Isaac because, as Roger says, I think they do look like they're, they're gelling together. For you, does he start? I think if Isaac starts, St. Maximum's got to start as well because Roger's correct there. You know they've been linking up very well on that. Maximum was back, wasn't he? You know the King was back last weekend. Where where has that been? But he's back now. He's a big game player. He's been wanting since he signed for Newcastle, where he was you know flirting with the idea of leaving. And obviously we you know he turned down lots of offers because he never thought Newcastle would reach this level another previous ownership. Now he's there. He will shine in these games. He will want to make his mark. He'll be really hoping he can put together a nice Instagram reel of his best moments in, in on the final and you know lifting the trophy. That'll make his day. That'll make his career. So he'll be dead up for that. He'll be wanting to, you know, really relish that big game moment and become the man of the match or the the player that you know stole the show with the whole world watching. You know, so I think Alan St. Maxman, the way he performed against Liverpool, back to his best. He could be. He could be a game changer. We've got two game changers for me on Sunday, and that's Maxi and Bruno. Those are the. Players that can make a difference. My United have you, Casemiro, you Rashford. We have we have Bruno in a uh, Saint Maximum for me, so I'd start Maxi. Yeah, this is the worry is the defence. Well, I was going to say that that would be the argument from some is that you lack the cover then for Dan Byrne. But my kind of way of thinking is, as I mentioned, this is this is literally ninety minutes of football. You don't get a second chance. So, is the best form of defence in this instance attack? I you, think it is. We've you say to, to Maxi, go and go, yeah. go and prove me right. This is why. You know, we'll even Dan a little bit exposed, but you go up the top and you prove that it was the right decision. I think we've got to, because especially now with no Nick Pope, and like we've been saying, you know, the defence hasn't exactly been rock solid like it has been in, in other months. So we've we've got to just go for it. Especially hit at them early, especially since they've just been playing Barcelona on a Thursday night. Get at them early, get them scared, get them on the back foot. And then if we manage to take a goal lead and they're chasing the game with tired legs... So it was to be had. I mean, mm. That's why St. Maximum's got to start for me. And and we mentioned there, Bruno, big player coming back, great on the ball, got the stamina, good in a tackle, feisty, bit of a wind-up merchant. I mean, he's just going to be so key, isn't he? Mm -hmm. He's going to be huge. He's literally going to be huge because I tell you what, if, I hate to say it, but if Bruno wasn't there this weekend, I wouldn't be very confident at all, to be honest with you. Um, because that midfield, especially with... It, it, oh, we don't know what, what the situation was with Joe Willick yet, how fit he is. Um, so if Bruno Gimaresh wasn't playing for us, my United would be beyond favourites. But with Bruno in the side, 
I still fancy our chances. Like I think he, like I said, he can be the the difference maker for us. He can. I would quite comfortably put a bet on Bruno Guimaraes being man of the match on Sunday. There we have it. Hopefully with a couple of goals as well. Joe Pearson says Isaac is a must, and many will want him to score. But for me, the fairy tale is Miggy scoring the winner. Mm. Yes, as the official. Um, chairman of the unofficial Miguel Miron fan club I can definitely um, share Joe's uh, wish here that Miggy scores the winner um, because if he scores the winner John Gibson will put his application in for the Miggy fan club are you part of the Miggy fan club? <laughs> I'm only aware of it but uh, yeah sign us up <laughs> we have the, we, we, I am the uh, the chairman of the Everything is Black and White podcast Miguel Miron fan club oh, and I've been banging the drum for many many seasons and I'm so glad that he's finally proved me right. right. John Gibson, not such a big fan, but um, <laughs> we'll see what happens after the final. Um, Derek says, what about Owen set pieces? All the training ground moves have disappeared and it's just jumping at the box. Whereas in open play, we never cross now. And I've noticed that actually the, the, the past few games, um, they seem very reluctant to get the ball in the box. Mind They're you. getting in the positions. And it's, it's really strange because Kieran Trippier has the most crosses out of anybody in the Premier League this season. But it'd be interesting to see over the last five or six games how many he's actually had because, again, they're getting into the positions and the decisions seem to be then passing sideways or passing backwards. You know, get the ball in the box. Maybe not so much against Liverpool because the man the man advantage that way, but um, just in the past week, the past few games, they've just seemed really reluctant. They have, but it's even the case of the runners have stopped for me. You know, like we used to have the overlap with Trippier. We used to have... Look at the the Sean Longstaff score, for example, in the in the semi final against Southampton. You know where he broke into the box, and it was a nice little one-two on the edge of the area. We've seen to been lacking a bit of that lately as well. Again, maybe is that people not wanting a bus to go to get in there with the final on the horizon? But with Trippier's delivery, I don't know what it is, but at set pieces, at corners, they seem to just go to waste, don't they? A lot of the time, like they're saying in the comments there, they do seem to just go to waste. Mm. And with, with Bain's height, with Shaw, I mean, Bain did hit the bar against Liverpool, mind, but. Um, you know we've got to be utilising these type of these type of players. Julian's good from a from a corner as well, so we've got to be using every avenue possible to I get th- a goal on Sunday. I think that's maybe the one negative might be the wrong word to use, but when it comes to Alexander Isaac, is that you can often see him dropping out wide mm. and picking the ball up, and then looking. And of course, there's, there's no one in the box because he's the man that should be there. And with Wilson doesn't so much do that. He's very much kind of along the line, the centre, back to goal, in the channels. Um, whereas Isaac does tend to, to move out onto the wide. And we've got an interesting comment here from Gary, who says he would play Almiron left, Isaac right, and then Wilson up front with Maxi just behind. He thinks that could work well. But then if that is the case... You know, we'll who, caught out there, yeah. wouldn't we? And you'd have to remove someone. You'd have to remove one of Bruno Longstaffer. Joe Linton and you're not going to do that nah, yet. No, no way we've got it that, that's how I keep winning the game really that, that three midfield keeping it tight and then the pace of Almiron Maxi and Isaac up front for me getting him behind um, you're right about what Isaac does though he seems to really want to get involved which is on one hand good but on the other hand like you say if he picks it up and there's no one in the middle we haven't got Longstaff running at the box or Bruno's not on the edge of the area a bit of a waste of time isn't it really mm. I mean that does that come back to he played a lot. He used to play a lot on the left flank, didn't he? Back for Sociedad, but he wants to play as the, the main man down the middle. So maybe he's got to adjust his game a little bit. But if Maxi's there, then he should. Isaac's got to start staying in the box. Yeah, um, in the box. Timmy says, "Who do you think will step up and be our hero?" And we've mentioned plenty of names, but for me, I think Joe Linton's going to be so key because he's just like a battering ram straight through the middle. You know, he's going to get and he's going to rattle Manchester United. He just, he's just a beast you know and he's starting to carry the ball forward now which is really refreshing mm-hmm. to see I think that's probably 
alongside goals, the thing that's missing from his game. But he's now taken the game forward, and hopefully he can have a, have a goal on Sunday. But for me, I I think um, I think Julian's going to have a massive part to play. I don't know who your your pick for for the hero would be though. That battle of the Brazilians is going to be interesting, isn't it? Casemiro, Julian, and I mean that 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 could be a red card for both of them. To be, to be honest, on Sunday it wouldn't surprise us. It's going to be a fierce one. That it's that's quite mouthwatering actually. That midfield battle. Um, my hero, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Bruno. I think um, maybe I'll go Isaac to get the goal. Isaac to, to get, get the, the goal. goal. Yeah. Um, Gordon says he's been contemplating just what formation how we'll go for. Will we see a four-four-two or a five-three-two? I don't think he's gonna play a five at the back. He'll just play the same formation he's playing. He's been playing for the, for the last well for this season, hasn't he? Stable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he's. You wouldn't mix that up now, would you? Unless. Unless uh, there was an injury and he could have played Gordon, maybe you know he's he's flirted with the idea of Gordon in that number ten role. Uh, something I thought would make us all against Liverpool, but for the final, it'll definitely be the four three three. Yeah, interesting that uh, obviously Anthony Gordon can't play in the final, but interesting that he didn't play him against Liverpool and maybe rest it rest it a few. But I guess that shows Eddie Howe's kind of approach to it. Momentum so important. So why why wouldn't you play your your strongest team possible that you're going to play in the final? pick up a win, perform well, and you get that ball rolling again. It didn't quite work no. um, the way it planned out. But, um, yeah, interesting about Gordon. Um, also, just let's talk about the fans then. Obviously, as you well know, a massive scramble for tickets. <laughs> Thousands going down without uh, tickets, and they'll be in farm parks and what have you in Trafalgar Square on the Saturday. First off, how much are you looking forward to that Saturday evening when you suspect I mean, we're going to be in Trafalgar Square and we suspect we're going to be joined by pretty much half a Tyneside? How much are you looking <laughs> forward to, to, to London on Saturday, first of oh, all? I'm just absolutely buzzing for it because that in itself, before I got the ticket, was worth going down, I think, because if I had been sitting in Newcastle, and don't get us wrong, I think the scenes in Newcastle would be brilliant on the Sunday, but if I was there on the Saturday and I had seen the scenes on Twitter and stuff of the fans of Trafalgar Square, I'd be thinking, oh, why am I not down there? Even if I haven't got a ticket, you, and I know, like you said, thousands are going down without a ticket just for that party atmosphere. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone in good spirits because this is the best thing about where we are now as a club. The final, the takeover, the, you know, it used to be so negative and toxic under the previous regime. Now we're all together. Now we are all united. Everyone's just going to be there on a Saturday night, having a good time in London, partying, and just... Uh, you know, absolutely buzzing for the for the for the Sunday. Yeah, it's gonna be great. We're at the Covent Garden. We're at uh, the Nags Head from six o'clock on Saturday. Not ticketed, but it is obviously if it gets to capacity, and we'll not be able to squeeze you guys in. But come down and join me for a bit of a chat with me, uh, Lee Ryder, Kieran Kelly, and Aaron Stokes. And then if you see us around Trafalgar Square on Wembley, come and say hello. We'd love to catch up with you. And I'm sure that'll be the same for for Matty as well on the the Magpie channel. And on Sunday inside the grounds I mean just how important are the fans going to be War Flags putting a display on just how important is that 12th man going to be it could be the, the game changer for us and you know we here to just be with the Newcastle hat on saying we deserve it but we really do man we're all these years without a trophy all these years without celebrations and I've seen some minority fans on Twitter you know saying oh it's just a it's just a Mickey Mouse Cup this and stuff like that we don't think it's a Mickey Mouse Cup you know how much we would cherish this trophy we, that's why we want it more and that's why I think we deserve it more. This is a fan base and I tell you what, unrivaled fan base anyways, with the war flags at Wembley, you know, the, the amount of effort that those lads and lads are putting in, going down there really, getting it ready in the stadium is incredible and everyone that keeps, you know, raising funds for them, the displays week in, week out, 
that honestly could be the difference. Honestly, could be the difference to carry us over the line it, to get us to go and then to maintain the lead or fight back. The lads, when they walk out, it must be breathtaking. Well, you get the feeling as well because they're kind of used to it up at St James's mm. Park, and I know it's a total different atmosphere, it's a total different scenario, but you know that's not going to rattle them. It'll probably make them feel <laughs> quite at home, which is going to be a massive boost. I think so. Seeing you know, a, a black and white sea and then the flags as well, it'll ease them, I think, because if they were going and then it was just the Wembley red seats and you know, you had the, that side Man United, that side Newcastle, this makes them feel at home. There's still maybe players who might be like, wow, Wembley's massive and the pitch is huge and 90,000 seats. Might let it get to them. I think this will this will ease it a little bit for them, and mm. um, that that'll be a wake up. But that'll be like, wow, the, these fans are unbelievable. And and as much as Manchester United, you know, players are used to playing in, in big arenas. Obviously, like Barcelona played in the other day, and you know they're used to big big games. You know, seeing that from your castle point of view, it, it might rattle a little few and say, okay, this is a big deal. Them. You know, I remember being told by some members of War Flags that um, they were busy preparing. And um, I think I think it was against maybe Wolves head over Wolves game maybe and one of the players pulled them aside and said like is this is there a special occasion today and they went no no this is this is pretty much every week and he looked at them and was a bit like okay so <laughs> I mean that's a, that's still a Premier League professional footballer um, apologies if it wasn't Wolves it was it was some team anyway and you just think yeah you know they walk out that's going to serve as a reminder to my United that you know Newcastle United are well up for this and this means more than you might you might be able to to imagine. I think when you see the um the Arsenal documentary last year, the all and often the come to St James Park and we had the blue storm where the gold united and the East Stand and we've seen everything. I think that rattled Arsenal. I think it really did and I think there's games they had and I think um the scarfs in the cup in the cup games at St James Park, I think the games mm. were won before before they went out on the pitch, I really do, because that is just huge. And it, the brilliant thing is is that we're gonna showcase to the world on the weekend how Brilliant Newcastle fans are because with the flags up and everything, how passionate we are. People who will be watching in Africa, America, China will be thinking, wow, what a, who's that Newcastle? Amazing fan base. That, that's unbelievable because you never know if it's Chelsea v Man City or something, you're not going to see anything like that, are you? Mm. So it's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be fantastic. Rich says, Rich here from, from the Lord of Mag says, uh, like we talked about on Tuesday night, Alan St. Max won his day is unplayable. He points to Man City and Liverpool and he says, both of my United's right backs aren't to the level of uh, Liverpool's or City's fullbacks, there's an interesting one, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, what I wanted to do uh, before we uh, get your score prediction, Matthew, are you taking down a flag of your own? Have you got any uh, stuff you're taking down? Because there's been loads of flags designed, haven't nah, there's been some brilliant Dan ones. Byrne getting his suit done. We've got a flag designed uh, from website websites and print from uh, South Shields. Thanks to Gavin for that. We're picking it up today, so be on the pod tomorrow and down with work at Wembley over the weekend. So thank you to Gavin for that. Um, head over to their Facebook and if you're in South Shields, pop into their store. Um, have you got anything going down with you? Are you just going to go down in your castle? Have you got your shirt picked out? This is the hardest part, the shirt. The it's shirt. The hard, uh, there's part of us that wanted to wear this season's black and white shirt. I mean, I'm not wearing black and white today because everything's in the wash ready for the weekend, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was going to be this season's shirt, thinking, you know, new era, let's celebrate these lads like Eddie House says. But I think I'm going to go retro. I think I'm going to go 99 long sleeve edition. You know, the last time we're in the final, I've got that. That's probably my favourite shirt. I that's think that's the, the one I'll be wearing. In terms of flags, I've been too busy. I just haven't had time to organise one. I wish I had. I may just pick one up from. Well, you've spent your budget on your something. ticket, haven't you? You've yeah. spent your budget <laughs> on your ticket. That's now. what yeah, it is. I can't afford flags. <laughs> I'm walking down after this. <laughs> Well, I went to the back page yesterday and if you head on to our YouTube channel, you can see the video I've put together 
um, from just looking through all the stuff they've got loads of scarves they've got a selection of about seven or eight flags of various different uh, players and stuff so if you're in need of a flag or a scarf ahead of Wembley pop in at the back page on St Andrew Street in Newcastle in Chinatown and then at the Merit Centre as well well worth a little visit there so Matty can Newcastle United win the Carabao Cup will they win the Carabao Cup yes uh, yes they can and yes, they will. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm doing nothing but positive vibes this week. Ever, you know, I was devastated after Liverpool game. Poor being out from Monday. I'll be nothing but positive. Trying to put it out there. Trying to manifest it. I'm going to say that Newcastle United are going to win it. Yeah, I'm eagerly watching the game tonight between Manchester United and Barcelona. And then Sunday, it's our time. It's Carrius's time. Definitely, I 100% agree. Fingers crossed it is. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see the TV ratings for tonight's game. And mm. be, if they could get a spike for where they're big, the, the, Geographical extra, location. Yeah, <laughs> the extra millionaire viewers have come from. Um, just let our viewers and listeners know where they can find you. Uh, the Magpie Channel. So the Magpie Channel on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all of that, the Magpie Channel. Thank you very much. And you go head over some really great content on there. And I'm sure you'll be doing lots for uh, for down in London as well. Absolutely, yeah. That's the, that's the hard, isn't it? I'm trying to balance between just being in a fan and giant and trying to capture the content. But I want to I want to capture some brilliant content for you know the fans I can't make it and stuff like that, and just for for memories to look back on. So I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Yeah, we all are. So thank you, Matty, for taking the time to pop into the Everything is Black and White podcast. If you're watching live on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We're going to be bringing you loads of content from us over the weekend, from our live events, from our journey down. Loads of good stuff going to be coming your way. And hit that subscribe button on the podcast as well. Tomorrow, we'll have the view from the opposition, speaking to one of the My Night reporters from the Manchester Evening News to get the insight into Eric Tanhag's men. So watch out for that one and head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the build-up to Newcastle United's Carabao Cup final against Manchester United on Sunday.